Welcome to chapel. Hey, you're here. Did you have a good break? How many of you, this is your first semester to be enrolled in chapel? Fantastic. Fantastic. I'm not lying. That's exciting. Oh, you're lying. Hey, how many of you, this is your first semester at Baylor? There's got to be a few of you. Yes, fantastic. If someone around you raised their hand, you're supposed to go and pat them on the shoulder and say, I am so glad that you're here. <laughs> hey, did you, did you have a good holiday? Did you travel? Who traveled outside of the state of Texas? Good. It's important. Who doesn't realize that there is anything outside the state of Texas? <laughs> I'm, I'm just picking on you. I'm picking on you. Well, my, my, my family, we went to Georgia, and we went to Mississippi, where I'm from, and traveled quite a bit. Uh, did you get presents? Did you get any gifts for, for the holidays? Because i, I got to be honest with you, gifts, gifts wear me out, because we, we have to drive because we have a two-year-old, Right? Do you remember? I've told you about my two-year-old. He's my, my son. Do you remember his name? His name is Siler, right? And, and he's two. And I just want to share this with you. When you're two, this is important. When you're two years old, you, you don't need presents. You're two. You don't need anything. You need a box. You need to wrap up an empty box. And you need to give it to the two-year-old. Let the two-year-old open the empty box. And he's more than content. But he did get presents. And you may see a couple of them on the stage now. I want to share them with you because these are important. First present he got was, was this. Anybody ever have one of these? Okay, tricycle. Tricycle's fantastic. Let me tell you why dad, why dad loves the tricycle. Dad loves the tricycle because you can't just get on the tricycle and go. You've got to put your feet on these little pedal deals, right? And when you're two... You really don't have a lot of strength in the legs yet, you know? And so he jumps on the tricycle, and he and he, and he tries to pedal, and he's like, mm, mm. and then I changed his diaper, and then he got back. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble again. But, uh, okay, so um, that was a joke. I apologize. So <laughs> sometimes I should really get a filter in here. So he gets on the tricycle, and in all seriousness, he, he can't pedal. He really can't. Even to this day, he cannot pedal the tricycle. And so he obviously looks over his shoulder, and he goes like this. Push, Daddy. Like that. And I go, my son needs me. I shall come to his aid. Right? So I run to the tricycle, and I'm like, let's go, like this. And that's great for about 30 seconds. Because this position, not fun. Not a fun position. And so he's on the tricycle, and everything's fine, and, and we're pushing him along, and, and he enjoys it. He enjoys being pushed on it, but it takes some work on his part. I mean, he's learning to pedal, and he's learning to, to steer and kind of to put his energy into it, and he knows it takes a little bit of work, but it's also fun, right? Which was great until he got this. A couple of days later, we go to my sister's house, and they give him this Spider-Man monstrosity. Okay, so it's a four-wheeler, and I'm sitting here thinking, what in the world is this? Siler gets on the, the, the four I would get on, but it would look awkward. If I were. So he, he, he 
gets on the, the, the four-wheeler, and he sits here, and he thinks, how do I pedal this? And, and he starts to, you can see his mind starting to wheel around, and then his little thumb hits this button, and he freaked out. Like his face contorted in all these weird, strange ways. And he goes, like this. And he, he max out at a, at a fixed speed of two miles per hour. And he's like rocking down, rocking down the sidewalk. And this is what his mind was saying. I saw it in his eyeballs, right? I'm looking at him. And his mind was saying, this takes no work at all. I just ride. Now, as dad, I'm thinking... You know, I'm, I mean, the two miles an hour doesn't scare me. I'm okay with it, you know. I'm, but, you know, it took no work at all. It's just kind of an easy out, you know. So, so occasionally, when, this is a real line, or I'm amazingly strong, one of the two. So that wasn't funny. That was, this was a laugh right there. Okay, so as a dad, though, I, I like the four-wheeler, and I think it's important, but sometimes I want him to, to have to work to kind of get the joy out of riding. You know what I'm saying? So why in the world are we talking about this? Why are we talking about my child's Christmas presents? There is a reason. I really think that this semester, you're going to have a lot of opportunities and a lot of things that come your way, whether it be in class or here in chapel, that are pretty easy and they're pretty fun. And you're going to come in here some days on Mondays and Wednesdays and you're going to say, man, that was a great chapel. It was easy. It didn't require any work of me. I just sat there and enjoyed what was happening on the stage. Very much like a four-wheeler. And you're going to say, I just really liked it. And if I were to send you a survey in that moment, you would say, fantastic moment. Loved it. But I also want you to know that we, we purposefully don't always program just that way. Sometimes we want you to have to put a little bit of work into what's going on. And sometimes in your other classes, you're going to have to really work hard to get out of it what you want to get out of it. So some days you're going to come into Waco Hall, and I'm just telling you in advance this is going to happen. There's going to be a speaker up here who's talking about something that's a little hard for you to understand. And I'm going to ask you to lean in just a little bit. And I'm going to ask you to listen up just a little harder on those days. And I'm going to ask you to ask yourself this question. Why am I listening to this? God, what is it that you have for me in this message, in this song, in this act of worship? Why am I doing this? Why am I here? It's going to be a little bit like the tricycle because, you know, the tricycle's fun. And I think those days when you walk out, you're going to say, I had a good time on those days. But it doesn't come free. You're going to have to do a little bit of work on your part as well, just like Siler has to do a little bit of pedaling on his part. I also need you to know that there's some, th some days that I just think that uh, Siler needs to come on inside. Um, he's been outside riding a long time, and there's just some rules that come with having things like that. Um, I don't want him to get hurt. Sometimes he rides a little bit too close to the road, so I've got to make a rule to say, hey, you're not right in that area. So just like that, we also have to do a hard thing here in chapel. And today, we're just going to review the syllabus just a little bit. Now, we emailed you the syllabus, but also if you didn't get that email, it's on the Baylor uh, Chapel website. So you can go there by going to baylor.edu, and you can just type in chapel in the little search area, and that'll get you there. Um, and the syllabus is right there for you to download. It's really easy to see. So you can go there. But I want to show you a couple slides just so you know, especially those of you who have not been here before. Um, university policy requires that you're here 75% of the time. That's just like any class at Baylor. You have to be here 75% of the time. We don't have any tests in here. We don't have any, um, you don't have to do any, anything to get credit here. You, you can't get a C in chapel. You, you either pass it or you don't pass it. The way you pass it is you 
make sure we know that you're here. You do that by sliding your card. The next slide says, students are required to slide their cards and then check to see if their card was accepted. Do you know how to do that? The little red light on the little machine will turn green or you'll hear a beep. Um, you should, both of those should happen. And that way you know it's accepted. Go to the next slide. Problems with attendance being incorrectly recorded must be dealt with within one week of chapel. Now, here's the deal. Technology is a, is, is a good thing. It's a good tool. We love it. But it's not foolproof. There are times when you might scan your card and you look back and maybe you saw it turn green or maybe you didn't and, and, and you're, you're confused and you walked out and you think, I, I was there. I just want credit for being there. You just need to go on and check your attendance. Um, don't check it the day of chapel because it takes the computer a little time to upload. But check it the day after chapel. So if today's Monday, you can start checking your attendance tomorrow. Always check it within a week. If you check it four weeks from now and say, hey, it says I was not there for orientation, but I was. You know, we're going to really have a hard time with that because there's 3,000 of you. And it's too much of a, of a hassle. So we do ask you to do it within the week. Um, I want you to know, though, that you can go on the website, check your attendance. If something's wrong, there's a little form there you can fill out. And Lisa Garrett in the back, she's great at checking all those things and making sure you get your attendance. We want you to be counted if you're here. That website's really hard to read because it's blue, but it says uh, baylor.edu slash spiritual life. That's another way you can get to the chapel website. Um, you can check anything you need to check there. Um, it's all password sensitive, so it's really easy to check your attendance on the website. If for some reason you came to chapel and you said, hey, I don't have my ID, I forgot it, or my ID, I keep scanning it, it doesn't work, all you have to do is ask the person there for a voucher. They'll tell you what to do with that voucher. I will tell you this, the voucher system takes a little longer, and it's harder for us, and it's harder for you, so we ask that you only do that five times. Once you, um, if your ID doesn't work or you can't find it, just go get a new ID. That's much easier than filling out a voucher every time. Next slide. Courtesy toward chaplains and chapel staffs expected. I, I hate to even bring this part up, but it just is what it is. We just ask that you be courteous to our people. Here's the deal. You're sitting there on your phone. You're playing a game. It's really loud. You know that's not exactly what we mean by being present in chapel. Chapel staff comes down, taps you on the shoulder. Here's how you will respond. You ready? I'm going to act it out for you because it's important. Hello, chapel staff person. I am sorry that I've been playing this game. I'm almost in tears. I appreciate you pointing out the error of my ways. I promise to never do that again. I love and respect you deeply. Almost on a freakish level. No, you're not going to say that part. But what, what, I, what, I, what I am saying, you can even be funny if you'd like, but what I am saying is, is let's just be family here together. Let's not be rude to one another. Um, if we're having to say, hey, can you put that away? We really ask that you just put it away. Here's what happens. Um, next slide. If you, if you were to do something disrespectful in that moment, we would have to send you to judicial affairs. Um, that's also true with cheating. I know it sounds strange that you can cheat in chapel, but you can't. What, what cheating means is I wanted you to think I was there, and I wasn't there. That's cheating. Um, a lot of you think that you might can, can get around the system, but the system is pretty good, and it's pretty hard to get through. I will tell you that rarely, if you come and, and think that you've gotten away with it, and you walk out of Waco Hall, and you're like, hey, I wasn't there, and I acted like I was there. And I'm not even going to get into the biblical issues that begin with that. But I am going to say, just on a personal issue here, that we don't typically tap you on the shoulder right then. We know who you are. And so we email you and call you and say, hey, 
we're going to have to have you go see judicial affairs before you can get back in. Um, I, I did have several students last semester sitting in my office and in Dr. Burleson's office um, having to get through some of these issues of why did you cheat? Tell us what that's about. Um, so it'd be better just to not try to do that. If you're not here, just take an absence. You get seven of them, so just take them. Um, if you are here, we want you to get credit. So let's just not try that whole piece. Um, next slide. I think I've already discussed the next slide. Oh, yeah, this is good. Um, if, if you have any suggestions, good, bad, ugly, if you think, hey, Chapel, I really want to gripe about something, um, please email me. If you think, hey, I really want to say something nice about Chapel, we don't get those that often. So you should definitely email us. Um, but if you think also, hey, there's a guest I want to bring or somebody I really think would be great in Chapel, I want you to email us. Our email addresses are simple. Brian underscore Richardson, Bert underscore Burleson. Um, they're both on the Chapel website as well, so it's easy to find those things. Now I have to take a deep breath. Because I don't love to talk about the syllabus. It's not something that, that makes me happy, it makes my heart sing at all. But it's something that we have to do at the beginning of the semester. What I do want you to know is that I care about you, and I'm excited about what happens in this room on Mondays and Wednesdays at 11.15. God will be worshipped in this place. Right now, I want to introduce you, those of you who don't know, Dr. Burt Burleson is the university chaplain, and he's here with us uh, this morning. And before he even starts sharing something on a deeper level, he's going to share something pretty exciting with you. Well, we, what we're going to do this morning, we're through here in just a few minutes, is have brunch over at the Spiritual Life Center. And if you are hungry, it's for free, and we got fruit and bagels and coffee and juice, and we would love to have you come over there and join us and uh, eat some bagels and fruit. So, I think there's about there's going to be a lot of it left. There's about 800 Panera Bread labels over there right now, so you've got to go finish them so we don't waste them. Thank you for doing the hard part, going through the syllabus. Yep. I appreciate it. Hey, how many of you, by the way, are brand new to Baylor this semester? Just kind of raise a hand if you are. How about all of us who've been around for a while welcoming these folks who are brand new to Baylor? Welcome to the Baylor community, and uh, we hope that real soon you feel a part of it, and maybe even this morning join us to, to get acquainted with some other folks. I want to say one thing before we go that I always try to say at the beginning of the semester. It just seems like if you're going to make any kind of journey, you, you kind of got to know where you are and where you're going. You kind of have to have this orientation. And I think for all of us on these, these pilgrimages that are academic but way beyond that, we have to have some sense of what it is all about. And I always like to remind you and say Baylor really is always all about the world. It's something about what the world is to become, what it needs to be. It's sanctity. That's not just religious language. Sanctity simply means it's been made right. It's been put right. And the world's rightness has everything to do with your rightness. And the world's becoming and healing has everything to do with your becoming and your growth. The world's sanctity happens, I think, because of our sanctity. And what I mean by that for you is that you really becoming who you are to be. You, you being real, not unreal. You being true to who you are, not false. And I want to say to you now, most people live most of their lives out of some sense of false selfhood. Not really who they are. They're just living out of a kind of mechanical self that the culture or someone or their story has just kind of created. And they don't really ever wake up to their true identity. And it's an identity that is you are a word to the world that has never been uttered or you can't be. A, a unique, one of a kind of a 
to express it. God's very self and the grace of God flowing through you in a way that it has never flowed into the world in the history of all life. And Baylor is about trying to help you think on that and get in touch with that and celebrate that and be grateful for it day to day to day. What a great thing to be able to wake up to and say, I have been given a unique life. Thomas Merton was a monk who wrote an awful lot in the 50s and 60s, very popular, was published. He was a hermit, so he lived in this hermitage out in the woods, and you can imagine that a lot of his writings had that sort of pastoral quality about them, a lot of stuff on creation and nature. And I thought this would be a great word as we were thinking about that, about the fact that you are utterly unique, and something of God is in you that has never been in the way it is in you. Hear this right before we the forms and individual characters of living and growing things, of inanimate beings and of animals and flowers and all nature, constitute their holiness in the sight of God. It is, it is the imprint of His wisdom and His reality in them. The special clumsy beauty of this particular cult on this day, in this field, under these clouds, is a holiness consecrated to God by His own creative wisdom, and it declares the glory of God. The pale flowers of the dogwood outside this window are saints. The little yellow flowers that nobody notices on the edge of that road are saints looking up into the face of God. This leaf has its own texture and its own pattern of veins and its own holy shape, and the bass and the trout hiding in the deep pools of the river are canonized by their beauty and by their strength. The lakes hidden among the hills are saints, and the sea too is a saint who praises God without interruption in her majestic dance. The great, gashed, half-naked mountain is another of God's saints. There is no other like him. He is alone in his own character. Nothing else in the world ever did or ever will imitate God in quite the same way that is his sanctity. But what about you? What about me? To that invitation, let's stand for a moment of blessing like we always do at the end of chapel. This is the way we'll conclude all of our times together this message. God add blessing to everything we, we do in this place together. May God add blessing to every question that is asked and every idea that is shared, every presentation made, every song sung, and certainly to every heart and mind that are open to what will come its way this semester. Lord be with you today. I hope you'll join us down at the Spiritual Life Center.